0: Welcome into another edition of Ask the Experts. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Dave Callender and on the show with us once again from REMAX Twin City Realty, it's Canada's top real estate agent, Faisal Susie Walla. Faisal, good to see you again.
1: Great to see you, David. How are you?
0: I'm doing well, thank you. I, I assume you are as well. Been keeping busy?
1: Yes, very busy.
0: Good, 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 good. Glad to hear that. And uh, Faisal decided to invite a guest this time around. Joining us is Dr. Monica Vermani, a clinical psychologist specializing in treating trauma, stress, and mood and anxiety disorders. She's the founder of Start Living Corporate Wellness, a well-known speaker, columnist, and advocate in the field of mental health and wellness. And apparently I have two authors with me on the show today because she also recently published her book, A Deeper Wellness. Monica, thank you so much for being on the show with us today.
2: Thank you, David, for having me and Faisal.
0: Uh, Especially with first-time guests, we usually give them a chance to tell us a little bit more about themselves, so uh, go for it. The stage is yours.
2: Thank you. I'm a clinical psychologist. I treat people with mood, anxiety, trauma, and everything in the middle. Couples counseling, family counseling, addictions. During the pandemic, a lot of anxiety has been high. So, you know, anxiety, stress, and uh, depression has been a concern that many people were dealing with. So, during the pandemic, I created an online platform for people who can't afford therapy, and I also wrote a deeper wellness a book that's a workbook as well, so that you can apply the material, not only read about it. The first step to treatment is always awareness. And uh, as a clinical psychologist having all these tools, it's nice if you have access to therapy, but during the last few years, it's been harder for people to have access. So it's nice to have resources that they can rely on. So I'm an author, I'm a speaker, as well as a clinical psychologist working in facilities and providing corporate wellness as well, as well as individual therapy.
0: Faisal, why was it important to you to have Dr. Vermani on the show with us today?
1: Well, I I spoke to Dr. Vermani and, uh, you know, learned from her that there's a lot of people that are facing challenges today. And, you know, even as a realtor today, I'm faced with so many stressful situations and it can be taxing on your mental health and you start thinking about how do I give the right advice and I had an opportunity to speak to Monica and get some insight on that and I thought it would be so helpful to have our listeners uh, tune in and and learn a little bit about dealing with the anxieties of today especially you know given and how it relates to uh, their day-to-day lives especially if they're dealing in real estate, and there's been so many changes with interest rates and, um, you know, homes not appraising, and they're stressed out about their home not selling and just all of that. And, you know, I have clients calling me saying, you know, we're up all night worried about what's going to happen, the people who bought our home, are they going to be able to close on it? We bought another house, are we going to get sued? So these are some of the things that you know, I'm faced with on a day to day basis and not being trained on how to answer. I'm sometimes at a loss for words. And, you know, you you don't know what to say to people when they're going through this trauma really of uh, dealing with stresses of buying, selling and whatnot. And I thought it'd be great to get Monica's approach on, you know, how to handle some of this. And even for me as a realtor, what I should be doing to, 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 to work on this myself. Yeah.
2: Being a therapist too, I end up seeing all different walks of life. And so you got first home buyers, you got people who are investing, But when it comes down to it, purchasing a home is not a small purchase, you know, and it is quite, you know, anxiety provoking and uh, people worry about consequences, people worry about making the wrong decisions, worry is the fabric of life. But when it comes down to it, we all need to look at when our symptoms become problematic, where they're not only hindering your life, they're affecting your sleep quality, going to work, they're making you have increased doubt, I find Working with real estate agents as well as home buyers or investors, there is an anxiety about money and loss and fears of uncertainty. And the times right now have brought about a huge fear of uncertainty, the unknown. What if this happens? What if that happens? Many of us are catastrophizing at times because we're not always born with the self esteem to know and how to trust our judgment. But trust also comes from knowledge. And so people like Faisal. Who are educating people is important it's important for us to understand the first step to treatment is education and knowledge is power for us and so many times when i have people worried about the first home they're buying or investing or fears related to confusion is this the right decision for me is this the right time you know we don't always know but we do have to make our faith bigger than our fear faith meaning believing in our skill set to handle whatever happens And fear meaning self-doubt, minimizing risk and understanding risk and understanding the times accurately as well as understanding what is the purchase for and what are my needs and wants and what is in my best interests. Many times we make impulsive buys and no offense to the real estate market, but the last while people have to make decisions yesterday. I find whenever I hear about somebody going to buy a home They're like, I have to decide in 15 minutes if I want to buy this big property. And that's quite stressful. You know, back in my dad's time, I remember we had weeks to think about it, ponder ping, play ping pong with the real estate agent and negotiate. Today, you have 15 minutes, otherwise you're losing this to somebody else. That is quite stressful, not only for the clients purchasing, um, but for the agents who have to manage that stress level to kind of push along people. To trust themselves that if you're taking a step forward in this, you have to trust that you're able to manage it as well.
0: There's, there's no doubt. It's been a deeply odd time the past couple of years. I, heading back to work now one day a week and seeing my coworkers, we're all still walking around as though we went through some sort of deep, deep trauma. Almost like we came back from wartime. Not to diminish people who are really involved in, in a conflict like that, but. We, we talk about what happened to us during over the past couple of years as though it was a some sort of odyssey that we've all been through. So uh, I'm really glad that you're on the show. It's gonna be a very interesting conversation. And we wanna mention that if you'd like to get more information as you listen to the show today, you can always go to Faisal's website, which is at homeshack.com. You can also call him at 519-624-5555. And if you want even more information, Grab the book, The Real Deal. It's available on Amazon as a book and, of course, as an audio book. Uh, You can get that. uh, It's available now. All right, let's take a look at, uh, we always start the show with some sort of a market update. Faisal, what, what has been going on since we last talked to you?
1: Well, the market has continued to decline, especially following the last announcement last week of the interest rate hikes. Uh, So the Bank of Canada raised uh, the lending rate by one percent, which is having a direct impact on affordability and a direct impact on what the prices are doing. So, you know, prices have continued to drop. We've essentially seen every time the rate has gone up, the price has dropped approximately 10 percent. So we're about 30 percent below. February is high as we speak today, Um, sales are taking longer. Uh, So the days on market have continued to be longer. Conditions have now started to appear in offers. So as Monica said, uh, you know, you had that 15 minutes to decide. Now it's turning more into a a situation where the buyer can put some thought behind their purchase, um, can have a condition on financing, can have a condition on inspection, can have a condition on selling their home. Um, But a lot of buyers are in fear right now. Um, A lot of sellers are in fear, but the buyers are thinking, I don't want to get locked into a high interest rate. So I'm going to pause. I'm going to do nothing Um, from a seller's perspective. And I'd love to get Monica's uh, uh, take on this. But from a seller's perspective, you know, sellers have got this pent up sort of anxiety right now. They've sold their house, the sold sticker's on, they bought a house, but they're losing sleep saying, what if that buyer doesn't buy my house? What if it's all the what ifs that are coming out? And, you know, we've gone through two and a half, three years of no what ifs. Uh, the minute I put a sold sold sticker on a sign, um, everybody was celebrating, everybody was having a good time, including the realtors, admittedly. We never thought for a second that there's going to be another issue following this. Um, But now, people who bought in February, March, April are coming to June, July, August closings, and homes are not appraising. um, And buyers are saying, hey, we may not be able to close this deal. So how do I advise these people on what to do? And and not worry so much about the what ifs.
2: Yeah, so So the what ifs is worry, right? Like when it comes down to it, you know, what if this happens, what if that happens? Everything is a thought that leads to mood and physical symptoms, and then ultimately behaviors. And so thoughts lead to moods and behaviors, but the thoughts are sometimes conscious and sometimes unconscious. The one thing the pandemic has done, and I'm bringing it back to the last few years, is it's brought a heightened sense of uncertainty of things changing automatically and causing us hurt and harm and a lot of people are not worried about the hurt and harm they're ready for they're worried about the hurt and harm that may happen that they're not prepared for I find the pandemic times have made people worry about what they're not aware of and so a lot of the fears that you're finding sellers have are like you know what if I shouldn't be so confident right now. What if the times change? What if people change their minds? Right now, we're not in a position of power. A year ago, I saw a lot of people a lot more in a position of power to sell. And it was happening fast. Now I'm seeing people scared, but they also need to because they bought new homes or they made all these new investment changes. And you know, again, knowledge is power, understanding trends. This is not the first time these things are happening. You know, We talk about recessions, we talk about interest rates going you know, up. This is not the first time it's happened. It's nice for them to understand history, understand patterns, understand the highs and lows. Everything is possible. What is probable is what we need to do. And as a real estate agent, it's important for you to bring down their anxiety levels by normalizing the probability of bad things Because in their mind, they're making decisions and they're catastrophizing. They're overestimating the likelihood of bad things happening, which again, it's just a thought. And what you focus on expands. You focus on, this is gonna work out for me, I'll manage it, I've minimized risks, I've educated myself, I'm in power, great. And you focus on catastrophizing and you can go to a dark spiral place of anxiety and doom and gloom and my life is over if this goes wrong. We need to empower our clients with knowledge, but also understanding what is possible and what is really probable.
0: Some great advice. We have to take a short break, but we will be back very shortly with more of Ask the Expert with Faisal Shuziwala of REMAX Twin City Realty and his guest, Dr. Monica Vermani, clinical psychologist and author. Again, her book called A Deeper Wellness. If you'd like to get in touch with Faisal, go online to homeshack.com or give them a call at 519-624-5555. Welcome back to the show. I'm Dave Callender. My guest, Faisal Susie Wally, Canada's top real estate agent with Remax Twin City Realty and his special guest today, Dr. Monica Vermani, clinical psychologist, and uh, a new author as well, recently publishing her book called The Deeper Wellness. Uh, Monica is uh, specialize in treating trauma, stress, and mood and anxiety disorders. And we all know the past couple of years have been very, very weird, deeply weird times for us. And uh, that certainly has uh, crossed over into the real estate uh, uh, market as well. Uh, If you'd like to get more information as you listen to the show today, simply go online to homeshack.com. That's Faisal's website, or you can give him a call anytime at 519-624-5555. Uh, yeah, another interest rate hike. Fun times. Let's talk about the uh, in more detail the impact of that, that interest rate hike. What are you seeing, Faisal?
1: Well, this interest rate hike, has, it's been expected. We didn't quite expect a 1% hike, uh, but the impact of it is causing further pause and thought on what people should be doing. Unfortunately, as sellers, we're still looking in the rearview mirror saying, well, my neighbor got, and I, and I'm often having to stop people right there saying, well, if your neighbor got X, a month ago, unfortunately, that has dropped by 10% today and certainly dropped by 30% since February. So we can't really be looking at that. And it's also relative that if had you sold at a high and bought in the same market, it's all relative, you know, your gap is about the same, but the mortgage payments have increased as a result of the interest rate increasing. So your affordability has gone down. So essentially what's happened is that someone would now need to reduce the price of their home to match the buyer's mortgage payment. In the old days, two years ago, three years ago, where you know I would have a client run into my office and say, hey, I was qualified for $600,000, but the rates dropped. So now I can go to $750,000. Well, my response to that was the good news is that you can afford more. The bad news is that the home that was $600,000 you know, two or three months ago is now going to be $750,000. So you're not buying a better home. You're buying the same home for more money. So the opposite of that has happened now. The buyer's payment must match the selling price. Therefore, the seller now has to decrease and lower their expectations. And that's what a lot of sellers are having an issue with. And buyers who were sort of, you know, fighting each other to buy homes um, four months ago for the opportunity to buy a home not even a specific home, just a home so that they could be part of the game and not on the sidelines are now pausing and saying, well, maybe we should just not buy right now, but really they're not doing themselves any service because the inventory levels that are at an all time high on the market right now. So you have selection, you have the ability to negotiate, you have the ability to put conditions in. So take advantage of that. The interest rate hike has also in a way caused a forced recession. And Monica brought up a point earlier about her dad and uh, she I feel dated because I was around for that 90 to 2000 recession Um, and I had just started my career in, in the in the late late 80s early 90s and that recession that started in 1990 lasted 10 years we didn't see the same price now I'm not saying this to fear anybody but here's the thing that was a different time in those days immigration was low employment was almost non-existent, and inventory of new builds and construction was at an all-time high. So there was surplus of homes for the population, therefore it took 10 years for the population to catch up to absorb that inventory. The difference today is the opposite. Immigration is at an all-time high, there's about half a million people coming into um, mostly Ontario annually. Employment, there's an abundance of employment opportunities out, that are out there, and we are in a housing crisis, regardless of the fact that there's a lot of inventory for sale today. We are 1.5 million homes short in Canada, half a million homes short in uh, Ontario itself. So whatever we're seeing here, and this is sort of the the calming that I'm trying to give my clients is that what you're seeing here, in my opinion, is going to be a two to three year plan uh, of waiting for the prices to catch up if you're selling, but if you're buying and selling in the same market, it's all relative.
2: And, you know, I'm really proud of you speaking this way because today's world, we need that education. People are misinformed. They don't know their facts. They're comparing notes to a time that doesn't exist. And like I said, knowledge is power. And the more you know from qualified professionals, the more you can make, your levels of anxiety manageable, but also make informed decisions with your highest and best interest in mind.
0: Faisal, when you say uh, a forced recession, to talk to us a little bit more about that, what that's going to mean for the average Canadian.
1: So a forced recession, like these interest rates, the hikes were meant and are meant to control inflation there and, and, and simply, it's meant to slow down the frenzy that was in the market, especially in the real estate market. And there's all kinds of checks and balances that are being put in place where you know, invest uh, real estate should not be used as an investment vehicle. It should be used for housing, and I agree with that. Um, but the impact is there's gonna be less spending on luxuries. People are not going to spend their money on There's not going to be disposable cash there. People are already clawing back on what they're spending on groceries, especially with gas prices going up. That's another direct impact. Dining out will slow down. Um, Retail spending will slow down. And, you know, we've just come out of COVID where those are the places that suffered the most, you know, restaurants. Uh, retail, um, all of those service industries that were catering to people that would have that disposable cash were suffered the most. Now we're in a situation where we're forcing those people back into the same situation. Um, And on top of that, their costs have gone up because supply isn't available, gas prices, transportation is high, food costs has gone up by about 30%. So all of this is just going to create a forced recession, where people are just not going to have money to spend. And that's causing enormous amounts of stress for people. They're thinking twice, people are canceling their vacations, they're canceling, you know, um, just the small things like going out and, and, and having a meal, you know, they're, 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 they're saving and they're freezing their leftovers. And we're seeing this at ground level today. And this is a real issue that's happening.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit more about that when we come back. We do have to take another short break. My guest, Faisal Suzuela of REMAX Twin City Realty, and his guest, Dr. Monica Vermani, uh, who again is a, a clinical psychologist specialized in treating trauma, stress, and mood and anxiety disorders. And she's here today to give us the human perspective on what we've all gone through in the past couple of years. If you'd like to get more information from Faisal, though, give him a call at 519 519- 624-5555 or learn more online at homeshack.com thanks so much for joining us this is ask the experts Faisal Walla is my guest Faisal is Canada's top real estate agent REMAX Twin City Realty he's the author of the book The Real Deal which is available on Amazon of course as a a real physical book the one I'm holding and of course as an audio book as well And uh, you can learn more by going to homeshack.com, that's Faisal's website, or by giving him a call at 519-624-5555. We are joined by Faisal's guest today. Dr. Monica Vermani is a clinical psychologist specialized in treating trauma, stress, and mood and anxiety disorders, and the founder of Start Living Corporate Wellness. Uh, She's a well-known speaker and columnist. She recently published her book called The Deeper Wellness and After the couple of years we've been through and all the weirdness that's been going on in the real estate market, it's great to have a voice like Monica's on the show today to talk about the the human cost of what happens when all these transactions either go well or or don't. And in this segment of the show, we're going to talk about what happens if a home doesn't appraise at the price that uh, the buyers offer was accepted at, and I'm already nervous because the main bullet point is everyone gets sued. That can't be good.
1: (laughs) No, it's not, and it it certainly keeps me up at night. And uh, I'm hoping that Monica is gonna give us some insight on how how I can sleep better. Uh, But yeah, so let's talk about what happens. So uh, from from the real estate side and the legal side, um, a purchaser buys a home. Um, Now, if they have a condition in there on financing, then there's no problem. Uh, you can go back to the seller and renegotiate the deal and say, look, my home didn't appraise or your home didn't appraise. Therefore, we need to adjust the price or give me my deposit back and I walk away and I go buy another home. So that's the best case scenario. The worst case scenario is you bought the home back in March. Your closing is July 30th. Uh, It's now June and uh, you decide, let me go and see a banker and make sure that I can afford to buy this home because in March you didn't have conditions and you just bought the house because you assumed everything was going to go well and you're going to get lots of money for your home and there would be no issues. So fast forward to June when you go to get financing, the bank says great we'll give you the money but we got to send an appraiser, appraiser over to the house to do the funding. They go to the house, March price was 1.2 million. Today's price is 900,000 for that same house because there's been a 30% drop and that's a real drop. You get the call from the bank saying, sorry, you got 20% down. You're gonna have to come up with the extra 300,000 that the home did not appraise that. Talk about losing sleep, talk about all the scenarios. Now that buyer is stuck, they don't have that money. They're calling me to say, Hey, uh, or the buyer's agent is calling me to say, can you tell the seller we can't close? My seller has bought another house. That seller has bought another house. So there's a chain reaction. So when I say everybody gets sued, everybody gets sued right down to the bottom. And again, this is a you know great question for a lawyer to answer. What happens? Well, somebody's probably going to end up bankrupt because the losses are going to be in the millions by the time you count the chain. If the first time home buyer didn't have much equity. That's great, I guess, because they're gonna go bankrupt and walk away from this whole transaction. But the second seller who is owning a home has equity. So the all the way up the chain will come down and try to get as much money out of them. So that's a major stress that's happening. So I've often suggested that be willing to compromise, have a conversation, negotiate if you can, because it's not worth getting sued it's not just the um, the money it's all the other stress that goes along with being sued and you're tied up for it for a long time so look at the whole picture and come up with options and solutions and we've had to do this Um, we've had to negotiate renegotiate the price of a home instead of saying well we'll just sue you and see where this ends up because it just keeps everybody on hold so i'd love to hear monica's take on you know the kind of advice uh, we've got to give people to at least maintain some calmness in this situation.
2: Yeah, with such purchases, we really do have to pause and reflect and think and not just get emotional. And many of us get caught up in the emotional fear, self-doubt, catastrophizing, and you know having uh, those voices in our head of doom and gloom. It's important for us to have compassion for the times. Times change, everything changes. But as I mentioned earlier, the first step is about education, learning, and going to experts, but also understanding what times are we in and preparing yourself. Bring in safety buffers, bring in safety behaviors, and also be grounded. You're not just buying a home. You're also probably raising a family and taking care of elderly or children, and you've got bills to pay and you got a partner around or um, even on your own, you got work to sustain. You got to realize that when you're in pain, you spill over onto others. And oftentimes, when we're in pain or have a lot of symptoms of anxiety, self doubt, catastrophizing, worry, our sleep goes off, our eating patterns go off. All the things that actually make us healthy go off track, and they just make the situation worse. We become irate. We become restless. We become, you know, a little bit more irritable and a little bit more reactive versus responding. So back to my first point, pause and reflect. Learn how to bring composure in. We have to have compassion for every person in that situation. And like you said, negotiate what is in my best interest and what is likely to happen and how do I manage this in the best ability so that it's not only impacting my health in a healthy way, but it's also impacting other people so they have compassion for me too. You are more likely To be able to manage such situations being kind and compassionate to each other we're all in this for the same reason everybody's trying to get a need met or a want met but we do have to take a step back pause and reflect what's the cost to my health instead of being reactive how do i respond responding is education responding is bringing in healthy habits during a stressful time i don't care when you buy a house it's stressful money matters, money matters always make us stressed. And so eating well, sleeping well, meditating, doing one thing with complete practice of you know focus and attention. Many of us meditate every day, but today we're in such a rat race of multitasking. We really are not able to focus on one thing with complete presence. And so bring yourself to a place of health when you're making such big decisions. Also speak to your professionals with love, kindness, respect as everybody's a team trying to get to a common goal. And so if we help each other out, there's more compassion and there's less lawsuits.
1: Yeah, yeah I, think, I think that's great uh, advice because the, the initial knee-jerk reaction to hearing, hey, my client can't close is like, okay, well, it's on, like, let's, let's have this out. Uh, but that's great advice to, 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 to stay focused on the objective and the final goal here.
2: Well, what you just said have this out is really anger. Anger is fear and anxiety, which is all tied to self-doubt. I don't know if I can handle this. So number one, a big tool, each of us in the market of buying a home with the professionals we work with, trust your team. Secondly, trust yourself, have the skill set to know you have the self-esteem and you have the knowledge that to date life only gives you what you can handle. You've handled it. You might have not always handled it with dignity in class, but you've handled whatever's shown up. And this too is a moment in time, and the moment will pass. You will handle what shows up. Being capable gives you the ability to pause and reflect, to re- respond versus react in anger, self esteem issues, irritability, and blame, shame, and all the nasty things we do when we're overly emotional. Managing emotions is a skill set. You can learn it. If you find yourself that anxious and overwhelmed, talk to a professional, but get the help to completely be in a place of composure when it comes to such major things, because you're not only affecting the people buying a house or the agents, you're affecting your family members, your loved ones, people that you really don't want to hurt when you're in pain, you spill over onto others. but when you're in power, and feeling in a good place of self-esteem, you also ripple effect a betterment. I find things work out better when you feel capable and competent.
0: Faisal, in your experience so far, are people willing, are sellers and buyers willing to come back to the table and negotiate with each other instead of just jumping to the, the legal remedies?
1: For the most part, yes. But unfortunately, there are buyers who are sophisticated buyers who are taking advantage of just regular hardworking sellers. And they're saying, they're using the market, the interest rates, the appraisals as a crutch to say, well, I'm just not gonna close, Um, sue me, knowing that it's going to put these people in a very, very difficult state. Um, So that's the only challenge that I'm seeing right now is that you get sort of this vulture type of mentality saying, well, I can really take advantage of this. And it's it's hard to stay composed and um, take that cooperation approach when you know full well that the intent of that buyer is to harm someone who had no idea that this could happen to them. And so, you know, from my perspective, it's very stressful. And that certainly keeps me up at night because the last thing you want your client is to suffer. And we're seeing people suffering. In most cases, we can deal with things, but where someone is sophisticated and they know how to beat the system, they're using that to their advantage. And that's uh, very disheartening.
0: I guess my, my reaction, if I was a seller and I found myself in this situation, as you just said, Faisal, it's not my fault. I didn't know this was going to happen. I had no control over it. But I think my first reaction would be to blame myself. Is is that what you're seeing, Dr. Vermani?
2: Yeah, people tend to self-scrutinize. We're in a place of a lot of, you know, blame, shame, guilt, you know, and we're impacting our loved ones. And so many times we do internalize. Anger turned inwards is depression. And who are we angry at most of the time? Ourselves. We're angry at ourselves for making decisions, maybe by not having the proper information, by being angry at not covering all the bases because we get caught up in that automatic pilot of trusting our team without the knowledge set of knowing all the risk sets. It's important for us to you know, evaluate hurt and harm to ourselves and others. It's important for us to educate on the worst case scenarios, even if they're not that likely. That brings you to a place of being able to at least make a decision objectively and knowing all the risk factors in mind, which means you can prepare for them and you can minimize and mitigate risk.
0: Faisal, how do you help your clients do exactly that? How do you help prepare them for all of these scenarios?
1: Well, we, you know, a lot of this is, you know, I've had to go back to my past experiences during uh, times where we were having a lot of defaults and, and really it's educating, as Monica said, Giving them the options um, and giving them sort of calm solutions as opposed to your first, your first instinct should not be, well, I'm going to sue everybody. It should be, okay, how do we come up with a solution here? What can we do? And, I, and then I reflect on the fact that yes, let's let's look at the big picture here. Back in February, you, your value, your home value was up 62% from. February of 2020. So in two years, the value went up 62%. You're not really taking a loss, provided everybody up the chain is willing to cooperate. We can create a scenario where we are all in a like market again. So let's say you sold your home for 1.2 and you bought another one for 1.4. So there's a $200,000 gap. Now the first buyer says, I'm gonna be short 100,000. So if you're willing to take $100,000 less, the person above you is willing to take $100,000 less, problem solved. And we have been doing this in many scenarios where people are caught, because the alternative is that first buyer is not going to be able to buy because you want to sue them. You're not going to be able to buy the $1.4 million home because um, you don't have the funds from your home. They're now going to sue you for the $200,000 loss that they've suffered you're going to put that lawsuit on the first time home buyer who has no money so you're still going to be putting yourself in a situation that's where I'm suggesting to people before they um, react speak to a lawyer find out exactly what your options are and let's come up with a solution amongst all parties and that's the best way to resolve any situation.
0: My guest this hour, we're speaking with Faisal Susiwala of REMAX Twin City Realty, Canada's top real estate agent, and his special guest, Dr. Monica Vermani. If you'd like to get more information, give Faisal a call at 519-624-5555, or simply go online and learn more at homeshack.com. Welcome back to the show. I'm Dave Callender. My guest on Ask the Experts, Faisal Susiwala. Faisal is Canada's top real estate agent. 3 Max Twin City Realty. You can find out more online at homeshack.com or by phoning 519-624-5555. Faisal's special guest today is Dr. Monica Vermani, a clinical psychologist specializing in treating trauma, stress, and mood and anxiety disorders. She's here to lend a human human face to all the stress that is going on in the real estate world now and how to uh, deal with that a little bit more constructively. So Faisal, what can we expect to see in the coming months with rates and home sales?
1: Unfortunately, more of the same. Uh, We're expecting another interest rate hike uh, coming into the fall. So I do expect that that rate hike will cause anywhere from five to 7% decline in the real estate values from today. Now, remember, I did say that it's relative. If you're buying and selling in the same market, whether you get 5% less, it's not exclusive just to your home, you're going to essentially pay 5% less for the home you're buying. So the difference will remain the same. Um, Where it will make the biggest difference is for those first time home buyers or somebody who's just entering the market today. Yes, you will be able to buy a home for less money. But don't confuse that with you're going to save money, because the interest rate will be higher therefore your payment will remain the same or might even be a little bit higher For the same home. So yes, the price of the home will match your payment, but you're not going to get a better deal. Because remember, if you're locking in for a five-year rate, you're going to have that amortization in term. So you're going to be paying a higher payment over that five years. And again, speak to your financial institution to get proper advice on that, whether you should lock into a five-year or lock into a two or three-year. I believe that in two to three years, once the banks have locked in their profits for five years, fearing everybody into locking in right now, they're going to reduce their rates back down so that they'll have more people buying and uh, using their services. So, um, but again, I'm not a financial advisor. I would suggest speak to your uh, banker and see what they have to say about that.
0: So uh, moving forward then, knowing that that's gonna be the reality for the next few months, Monica, what are some, some of the advice that you would give to folks to, to manage and steer through all of this craziness?
2: As much as I was telling you guys to educate and and know things, you also have to know when to unplug. You have to know when to pause and reflect and take care of yourself and your health. And these, you know, situations, buying investments, buying properties are stressful. There's a normal level of anxiety everybody goes through, but you do have to be aware of when your symptoms or your anxiety levels and your fears and your mood swings start getting to a place where it's affecting others or affecting your own health. And so during these times when you choose to buy a home, it is important for you to pause and reflect to say, am I bringing in safety measures to stay healthy during the process? Whether you're an agent, a buyer, seller, it's a stressful time. Bring in a cup of tea, learn to meditate, go for that run or exercise, bring down levels of catastrophizing, overthinking, ruminating about worst case scenarios, and slow it down. Pause and reflect, unplug from the situation, play with your child, go into a video game, give yourself a chance to just have a good meal without thinking about the day-to-day worries that come with buying and selling. It is important for each and every one of us to realize that Don't give from your well, give from your overflow, meaning even when we're purchasing homes, you don't want to be depleted and keep giving and giving energy to, you know, talking about things and reading things and understanding. You want to be in a place of health. And my, you know, stress is when your activity level surpasses your energy level. Activity is mental and physical. You can only bring that down so much when you're buying and selling a home. So the other option is to bring up energy. Four sources of energy, the food we eat. Am I nourishing my body and my mind well so I can maintain the stress levels that are additional on my roles of being a householder or a workplace person? Second one is sleep. Am I getting enough rest to improve the wear and tear my body goes through as well as my mental capacity? Your nervous system needs to repair. If you're not sleeping enough, get remedies in place. Go talk to a doctor, figure it out but don't let yourself go without sleep and worry overnight, overnight, over and over. It's just causing a wear and tear. Third one is, is exercise and breathing. When you're breathing properly, you bring calmness to your mind and body. Most of us, when we're stressed out, are short and shallow with our breaths. We need to bring in a belly breath, even just focusing on a deep breath, four seconds, inhale, four seconds, hold, four seconds, exhale, four second, hold. Just a simple box method, slow down. When you're breathing deeper and you're connected to your breath, your mind slows down you stop catastrophizing and you connect to the physiological state of breathing. That's why cardio feels great. You change your breathing patterns. And the fourth one is a calm state of mind. Let's bring in factors to bring in calmness by proper education, by getting qualified people around as a part of our team to educate us, show us the risks and make us in a place that we make informed decisions versus rushing, signing off things, and then later on having consequences. But each and every one of us need to realize that we play many roles in life. Don't get caught up in catastrophizing and making everything about day and night, about the house sale or buying. You need to also unplug, give yourself downtime, take a bubble bath, go for a walk, You know, have a, a cuddle session watching Netflix with your partner, or play with your pet and spend some time in just doing things that bring you joy because it's a stressful time joy comes down stress levels go up anxiety goes higher it's important for you to not get from your well get from your overflow so take care of you so you have that extra reserve of energy if times get stressful during a purchase or sale of a home
0: some great advice Uh, i mean it's no secret that we don't make great decisions when we're stressed out so it's it's nice to hear that it's okay to take that break to to calm ourselves and to rejuvenate and look after ourselves. As we finish up the show today, uh, Dr. Vermani, could you tell everyone how they can uh, learn more about your book and and get in touch with you?
2: So you can go on to drmonicavermani.com and all my resources are available there. There's resources for mental health, stress management. During the pandemic, I've written articles and recorded meditations on mood, anxiety, stress, and trauma. There's a workbook. This is on Amazon. It's an audio book as well as, you know, hard copy and Kindle. You can get it straight off my website. You can get it straight off Amazon and you'll find any other resource you need on drmonicaverman.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and all the other social media platforms. There's meditations and daily tips on mental health.
0: And of course, you can also pick up Faisal's book on Amazon, The Real Deal, a Billion Dollar Real Estate Broker by Faisal Suzuwala, available now as an audio book and a physical book. Got about a minute left, Faisal. Is there anything that you wanted to say in conclusion today?
1: Well, I think, uh, thank you, uh, Monica, for coming on and uh, giving us some amazing ideas and ways of managing. I know for myself, I I find that this market is hard to navigate and certainly feel that I'm spent at the end of the day. So I'm certainly going to put into exercise everything you've said today. And I hope that our listeners will as well. And uh, just great. Thank you so much for being on the show with us today.
2: Thank you both for having me on the show today.
0: And thank you both for being here. Uh, It was a great conversation, and I hope people will continue the conversation with you. If you'd like to get more information about Faisal and get in touch with him, go online to homeshack.com, easy to remember. And, of course, you can give Faisal Suzuwala a call anytime at 519-624-5555.